Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could have edited that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I'm all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V, and today, sitting in the co-host chair is self-confessed foodie, a man who loves to cook and fire up the pizza oven, publisher at Larrikin House, James Layton. Welcome to co-hosting duties, James. Thanks for having me, Danny. Let's hope you don't regret this. <laughs> Already am. Uh, look, lovely to have you on board, but I'm not sure I had a choice when I said we were interviewing no. Nat. I think you just pushed your way into this. But before we crack on to this episode, this episode is likely, highly likely, to have strong language and not just from James. So if you're listening in the car with kids, maybe hit the pause button, maybe not, but you've been warned. James, I know we're both super excited to welcome this guest on the pod, a man who's transformed how we see food and is as entertaining as he is an amazing cook. Yes, I am so excited about this guest. I forced my way onto this podcast, so <laughs> fantastic. We welcome Nat to talk about his new book, Nat's What I Reckon, Death to Jar Sauce, Rad Recipes for Champions. What a great title. Nat's known for his sweary, which is a bit of an understatement, anti-jar sauce stance, and he's back with a brand-new cookbook. Welcome, Nat. Thanks very much. I just decided to take that moment to have a fucking sip in my drink. <laughs> Fine, that will. I didn't notice that, but it's all good. We're just ourselves here. We have a chat. We have fun. And people <laughs> seem to like it, which is strange. But anyway, I loved everything about this book. Uh, in fact, I told you off air, I made honey bastard chicken. It was delicious. Mm -hmm. Stupidly told my children it was called honey bastard chicken. They have <laughs> said honey bastard chicken repeatedly about 400 million times, but there it is. It was delicious. <laughs> So I've actually posted me cooking that on socials, uh, easy to cook, and I'm a hater of jar sauce, hate, hate jar sauce. So we're on the same page here, Nat. Give us a rundown of what we're likely to find inside this glorious book. Well, you're likely to find a lot of, like, smash hits recipes. <laughs> so I've tried to kind of go for a lot of, 
lot of the stuff people either a ask me on the channel to make shit like honey mustard chicken, which isn't you know, it's not high rotation dish in my house, so <laughs> particularly not in a jar. But um, you know, there's a way to make that awesome, and so we've kind of worked that out. You know, meagering the packeted meagering, I've decided no, we'll make our own meagering. Thanks very much, surf and turf meagering. Just things like that, like things and a couple of my favourite things like a ceviche and I love a veggie lasagna. But we've, the, all the all the recipes are illustrated, as you know, like comics uh, so that it can facilitate my relentless speaking in metaphor and swearing and, you know, <laughs> describing things as, you know, like the, the lasagna, the veggie lasagna is modelled around the Terminator 2 film. We called the judgment tray. <laughs> Love it. Veginator two, yeah. Veginator. Never mind that there's not a first one. We just called it Veginator two. Who wants rules, Nat? Who wants to be bound by rules? Not me. Not us. <laughs> yeah, no. That yeah. must have been fun coming up with all your metaphors for all your all your names. Yeah, I was I, I just kind of I'm always I'm constantly talking like a fuckwit. It's just. <laughs> I've always got something smart to say about just everything. So <laughs> stuff like this just kind of it just sits there in my head. Well, that's why James and I like you so much. We we feel the vibe now. We feel the vibe. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it's definitely good fun naming stuff like this. Like I yeah. kind of I didn't I don't really have a choice, do I? I've already I've already jarred myself into that window of comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> I so couldn't just have. You know, I couldn't just have chocolate brownie on there. People are <laughs> a bit disappointed, I think. <laughs> so some of your recipes include frowny reversal orange chocolate brownie. That sounds like a sex position, but I'm not sure. I thought I might ask that. Not even shit rad salad and my favourite of all, get fucked roast potatoes. Yeah. I've, got to, I've got to ask what's involved in making something like get fucked roast potatoes. Well, the idea is that they're that good that you'll want to tell people would get fucked you know like, you know when you eat something you're like get fucked how good's that <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of how we go about it it's kind of yeah that i suppose it's an unusual way to set that up but i thought it was so funny i read in the intro to that um recipe mm. you're just telling me to get fucked and then saying roast potatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's the thing right it's the when you've eaten something amazing, I don't know, maybe not, in, you know, in everyone's house, but you know, like fuck, how good's that? You can get, you know, people are like, oh, come on, fuck off, how good is that? You I know? think you're un-Australian if you're not tasting your food like that, Nat. Really? <laughs> well, we kind of, yeah, and like you say, it's a bit of an intro to these things, so I explain kind of what I mean there. I just think <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a pretty weird. Good one. Description of rice potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you have resonated with so many people during lockdown with your cooking videos that went far beyond Aussie shores. So what is it about your cooking videos that people love so much? What do you reckon it is? It's probably the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I'm like. laughs> I think it's just it's just a, I've got this the cut the shit going on, you know. It's just like cut the shit. It's not you don't need to I don't need to muck around so much. It's like all this stuff that intimidates people out of cooking stuff. And, you know, 
this isn't the only thing I've done on my channel as well. You know, the cooking yeah. thing's a fairly new development. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen you on the street with your looking at flat tires or doing something with tires. I've seen you do that. Yeah, you, I'm complaining that people have got their their rims on backwards. Yes, their car. I've seen yeah. that video. Yeah, mm. lots of stuff like that. I'll trace around boat shows and hang shit on pedal powered catamarans and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> that was kind of how I cut my teeth doing this kind of comedy video stuff. But uh, yeah, the cooking thing's what's what's helped me reach a vastly larger audience, and something I love doing as well. I just it's always been part of my universe in a massive way. So it's mm. nice that I've been able to yeah. To turn it into this, like fucking, how cool is that? That is pretty cool. And you're right, because like I love Nigella. I think she's amazing and gorgeous and whatever. But she cooks, and you think, oh, that's a bit fancy, or oh, I don't know if I can do that, or do I have the right utensil? But with you, you can literally cook every single thing that you do on the video, and you probably have most of the ingredients. Because when I cooked honey bastard chicken, I went to the shop and I needed two things because everything yeah. was already in my cupboard and fridge. That's it. Yeah. Well, I try. Yeah, try to like. I'm not some classically trained French chef here, and that's pretty, pretty obvious, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not above cooking a fancy thing or two, you know. I yeah. like doing that too. But in terms of what the the target is, it's fun to it's fun to hang shit on this disgusting powdered soup garbage and all this, you know. It's just fucking boring, and it tastes like shit, and it gives people a chance to have a laugh about it, you know. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're a a loser for eating it or whatever it's just like how it's it's fun to just you know it's fun to have a laugh at the expense of the jar rather than you know you eating it which is not what it's about at all it's about and watching your videos it looks like you can cook have you had some kind of training no not really no i just practice a lot my mm. old man's a, has got some training in the and um a couple of very talented friends in that area, but I've just kind of got quite obsessive about it for quite a long time. I'm just one of those foodie and annoying kind of. Oh, that's like James. James people. is one of those annoying foodie people too. He's got his own pizza just, oven. Yeah, and that I don't have, and that I'm very jealous of. I'll get an Uni Coda 16. I'll just tell you right here and now. They should pay me for it. Not sponsored by Uni, amazing. by the way. I it think I know pizza. the one big stainless thing. In one minute, yeah, it looks yeah. like a spaceship, and um, it gets to 500 degrees, cooks a pizza in one minute. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's problematic having a pizza oven, I reckon, for me. I'll just be fucking pizza every night. <laughs> so good. I love it. You know, I had to cook uh, roast chickens in a pizza oven once, oh. and uh, that was a tough go. I was cooking, <laughs> cooking for a wedding, and, uh, yeah, I didn't realise that the only thing to cook in was a was a fucking pizza oven, and I, didn't, I had no idea about pizza ovens at that stage, particularly not that they – sit pretty around 500 degrees Celsius or thereabouts. So do they like charcoal the chicken? More or less instantly, yeah. Right. So I had to, it was a kind of delicate dance of trying to get the chicken kind of semi in and out of the <laughs> of the oven and I had to cook 13 of them and I kind of, what do you call it, like braised them a bit. So I just had them sitting in stock and they just I more or less had to steam them. Yeah, I made it happen, but yeah, it was, it was a serious shit. It's it's a shock, right? The first time you see, well, you, you hear how quickly a pizza cooks. You're like, yeah. fucking hell! I hear you're getting messages uh, about your cooking vids from Dave Grohl. Was a good one. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty exciting. It was a very unusual setup. That one. I used to have a, a cameo setup, like a thing where I'd make personalized videos for people. 
Um, I uh, I've since knocked that off because it got a bit intense. But um, <laughs> for a while there, on those days when I was doing that, particularly as I started making these cooking videos, I got asked to make a cameo for a bloke called Dave that lives in Hawaii. <laughs> And then, like, rev up our mate Dave. He reckons he's doing it tough in lockdown in Hawaii. Fancies himself a bit of a musician and barbecue <laughs> chef, you know. So I, you know, I gave him a gentle wind-up, you know. I'm, not, I'm never nasty. I was just wound him up a bit. And, and uh, what do you know? I get a message on my page from Dave's true stories. And I'm like, fuck, what's this? Dave Grohl. Oh my God. God, mate, that was fucking hilarious. I shit myself. <laughs> a massive, massive Nirvana fan as a kid, and I love Dave Grohl. It's fucking just spun my head. And then he got me to make one for his for his daughter. And cheer up, she was having a tough time. And then we, you know, we were chatting to and fro for a little bit. It's it nice. He's a really lovely guy. It really seems like a pretty down to earth dude. I've just finished his book. It's brilliant. It's um he's a good he's a good storyteller. He's a good writer. It's really he is, yeah. Very man. talented dude. Yeah. I've got some rapid fire questions for you, Nat. You ready? Yeah, sure. Favorite herb? Rosemary. Oh, me too. Favorite you... meat. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna say about rosemary? Tell me about oh, rosemary. Oh, because you can steal it from everyone's garden. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I've got heaps um, growing in my backyard. Favorite meat? Hmm. That's a tough one. I'd say probably lamb. Mm, good the, choice. For the big one, yeah. Favorite veggie. Favorite veggie, broccolini. Mm, bit fancy. Yeah. And most questionable. Very fancy. Very fancy. Most questionable ingredient you've come across. Perhaps you've read it on a jar or something. I don't know. You've gone. What the hell is this? Well, they fucking pump maltodextrin into a lot of shit, don't they? <laughs> they do. It's even in that... Milo. I think it's in Milo too. I, th- I think it's just a kind of some carbohydrate of some sort or something. What Isn't is it? it? I think it gels things together or stops them from lumping. I could be completely wrong, but I think I that's what got, it does. I've got no. I see it sell at the supplement shops hmm. on its own, and I'm like, well, maybe we can start adding it. This <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and then you'll be cooking jar sauce. <laughs> on a sausage roll, if you ever look on a sausage roll at the servo and you have a look at what's in those, it's, it's, you're never short of a good time. It's true. <laughs> it's not much food ingredients in there, right? It's all like but, weird but shit like that. Mutton. There's a lot of mutton in it. Oh. Sheep. I mean, you know, it's got to go somewhere. Someone's got to eat it. Bung it at, sell it at the servo. Because <laughs> <laughs> when are you buying sausage rolls at a servo? 3 a.m.? So it's probably all right. Yeah. Putting lots of sauce on top of it, it's probably all right. It's anyone's guess what's in it. That's it. <laughs> so that probably leads into my next question. What is it about jar sauce and packaged food that you hate the most? And is there any jar sauce you would use? A tomato paste. Oh. Yeah, I'll just a bit of tomato paste from a jar. I've had some interesting run-ins at the supermarket with people like, oi, what's with the jar of red stuff? How else do you make tomato paste? Like you're not going to make it yourself, are you? No, I mean, I suppose you, you, if you got you got the time. I wouldn't consider you, that a jar, though. I consider that really an ingredient, jar, right? Well, you know, this is the grey area, I suppose. <laughs> it's not a common occurrence, but you know, sometimes the, you know recipes I have call for a bit of tomato paste. It's hard to it's hard to pick it up in a paper bag. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think my issue bag. with jar with jar sauce and packaged shit is, you know, it's it's just fucking boring. 
Mm. It's boring and we've had heaps of time on our hands, a lot of people have, to do something else, you know, because that, that's what triggered this whole thing as I saw fucking all of that shit being bought at the shops, none of the fresh food as if coronavirus was on the kiwi fruits. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and that's what kicked this whole thing off because I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't eat frozen pizzas and dunny roll your whole life. So let's make make this shit. Like, you, know, you pick the jar up and it says it's tomato, basil, an onion. And I thought, well, fucking guess what? You pick those things up and you cook it. <laughs> that's fucking heaps better than that shit. It's just unadventurous, and I and the way that makes me feel when I cook something and I kick a goal, it tastes unreal. It's like, fuck yeah, I want to share that with people, and I want to have a laugh, and I needed something to take the piss out of that wasn't a boat outside. So <laughs> it all worked out pretty well. Makes me ask, what's what's next? When are you going to take the piss out of next? Oh, it's never ending. It's just I don't know myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to keep. I want to keep doing this, and like we've got a lot of tours coming up, and well, a lot of tours. One big one next year, and it's kind of just to see how we go. I just want to make more stuff, but bigger, better, more adventurous. Get some more. Slowly getting some more people involved, and hmm. we can make a bit more epic videos. What are the, what are the tours going to consist of? What's that look like? Well, I suppose similar to what I did last year. We did like a. I did like a multimedia show. And people, of course, are like, I wrote that show before I'd made any of the cooking videos. So there were a few, a few strange looks when I came out on stage without a knife in my hand or a <laughs> stove in front of me. <laughs> but this time uh, I'm toying with the idea of taking the Tucker fucker with me on stage. We did, uh, we, we have played around with a couple of like silly cooking devices and shit like that. So multimedia show. So I'm a, I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stand-up and... And then there's a, I make a bunch of videos. I remade the uh, VB ad, but with Bailey's. Uh-huh. I do stuff like that. And, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a very panicked show of about a gazillion things. Can we circle back to the Tucker fucker? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know what that is. The Tucker fucker, the microwave. <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. I've got to send you. Uh, I'll send you some links to my. I've got episodes that are just dedicated to microwaving disgusting shit. Oh please! Oh, it's so good. It's so much what, fun making what, those episodes. Well, my night sorted now. Thanks, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> We're making omelet in the microwave. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> What's your relationship with microwaves or Tucker fuckers? What's your relationship with them? Well, I mean, I didn't have one until I had the idea of like <laughs> making these videos to like take the piss out of it. And we've dressed it up. I've got both letters and put Tucker fucker on the front of it. And <laughs> I started buying microwave cookbooks in the 80s and leaving through that fucking horror show. It's unreal. The shit, like the stuff you can make is a bit like a roast, a roast <laughs> chicken, a microwave. Did you know? What a frightening That is brought to you by Panasonic. Yeah. Oh, and they're amazing. And all the old ads for it, I'm like, this is just editing gold here. So, yeah, I start, now I'm collecting them. Now I'm slowly getting stacks of these disgusting microwave cookbooks. Just really good fun because I, like, I don't know many people that are trying to cook a you know, seafood banquet in the microwave. It's, you know, it's wide open for content. <laughs> They might now after seeing your videos. <laughs> we'll go for it. 
Cool. So, Nat, if you're cooking from scratch, what are what would you say are three things you should always make sure you do when cooking? If I'm cooking from scratch, I like to have a sharp knife. First and foremost, have a sharp knife. It's a blunt knife. It doesn't make you want to fucking this makes you want to hit the stop button. This is a fucking just can't squash all your ingredients together. Does <laughs> your head in? Mm. Um, I like to have things fresh. I like to I just buy things as I need them. Mm-hmm. Like I find you like I don't know. It depends. It depends how you like to cook. I have a, a massive surplus of certain things like garlic and rosemary and things like that. You know, I have a rotation of things I like to cook, but. I suppose I'd have like and good olive oil. Those are things like I always have a nice oil and a big fat chopping board. Mm. Like never a glass one. Mm. Oh, and that's strange. Have you ever tried to cook something yeah. or cut something on a fucking glass? Them. What the fuck is going Why? on there? Yeah. You heard and- someone trying to cut something on that? It's just clang, bang, bang. It's like <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Yeah, makes your blood run for sure. Sharp knife, olive oil, wooden chopping board. <laughs> and a surplus of garlic and rosemary. You've he- heard it here first, everyone. I've got a little plastic chopping board just for garlic because it sinks into the wooden ones and everything you chop on it after that. It does, yeah. I got that complaint yesterday. Well, not yesterday, but a couple of days ago from Jules. I was making fruit salad. <laughs> yes, that's the worst. <laughs> Yeah. I've done that before when I cut my apples up for breakfast and you oh, God, garlic apples. You've got to chuck yeah. the whole yogurt away. Lovely. You just can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start again. Such okay. a waste. Such a waste of yogurt and chia seeds, can I tell you? Oh, I muscle through it. <laughs> do you? You muscle yeah. through it with the garlic. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I love garlic. I do, it. but I couldn't have it with my apple and yogurt. I've tried and I went, no, too. I accidentally put paprika on my, um, on my fruit salad before, thinking it was cinnamon. <laughs> I've um, put salt into a cake, right, instead of sugar because it was mislabeled in my cupboard. Fuck, that's a lot of salt. <laughs> that's a lot of salt. And I didn't notice until I had a scratch on my hand and I was, like, using it. And I was like, oh, mm. wait, why is my finger stinging? <laughs> and then I re-looked at what I'd put in. It was two cups I of have salt. a s- sudden bout of hypertension. This is a lot of sodium. <laughs> the sudden stroke. <laughs> didn't make it into the oven, just went straight to the bin. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. It's hard to come back from salt. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you can't really sugar your way out of that. I don't think I could counteract that salt. I did get a great tip on how to get garlic off your fingers if you're doing especially Asian foods. Put you cut ginger after garlic, so fresh ginger always gets the smell of garlic off your fingers. And all right, I've done it. Yep, it so works. You have to do both. Just do the ginger second. Yeah. Jules reckons. Jules reckons that you you um when you're washing your hands, you rub your fingers on something on stainless steel. And the stainless oh. steel pulls it out. It seems oh. to work as well. Really? And um, I use it on the sink. I just rub my fingers on the yeah. sink. It seems to kind of work pretty well. And um, with the chili fingers one, I learned yeah. this one from, from Mr. Gordon the other day, huh. that, uh, that lemon juice. Oh. Yeah, if you've been cutting chili and you don't want to, you know. Yeah, it's nothing worse than cutting chili and then touching your eye with a contact lens in, can I tell you? And it hangs oh. about. Like you think oh. you've washed your hands five times yeah. and then you've. You got an eyelash out of your eye, and that's you done for the night. (laughs) You're done for the night. Did you ever see Marco Pierre White talking about how to cut an onion without crying? He's just intensely looking at the camera, saying, chopping the onion. He goes, This is how you chop an onion without crying. (sighs) Never look at it. (laughs) Never look at it, Jesus Christ. I'll be crying for another reason in a minute. (laughs) That's right. No finger. (laughs) No finger, yeah. (laughs) 
And that what we love about you, besides the hilarity and the swearing in your videos and your great cooking tips, you're known for your positivity, kindness, inclusivity. And um, is it right that you donated the proceeds of your Fab Awards to Beyond Blue? Um, tell us why self-care, mental health, good mental health are so important to capture within your cooking vids. Well, I suppose it's, it's an ever-present issue in my life. It's something I deal with a lot, bad mental health or tricky mental health. So feels, you know, it's one of those things I tested the waters with, you know, years ago, just saying like, hey, I'm on my channel, say I'm not feeling great. I wasn't happy with this, you know, just saying, just having a little bit of a chat about what was going on. It was such a great response. Mm. But I've made a real point of talking about it now and, you know, I've spoken about it with, professionals most of my life really so i don't mind talking about it i'm not ashamed of it i'm just i think it's important it's important to give yourself a bit of a break particularly yeah. at the moment totally. and having a bit of a swear and a cook and a bit of you know giving yourself a bit of kindness is not always something you think to do i suppose you know i mm. certainly don't i forget to be kind to myself all the time so it's nice to be able to say that and share that you know reminder with people I think it's important. Yeah, I totally agree. I started, I suffer from anxiety, sometimes debilitating, mm. and I felt exactly the same when I started talking about it. It's kind of like, okay, I feel like I own it a bit more now than it owns yeah. me. So it's yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah, and people respond to it well because people, if they haven't suffered anxiety, they they might know someone who have, or it's, you know, it's pretty common. So I've, I think I'm it's fascinated with people who haven't suffered some kind of anxiety. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible, but yeah. <laughs> Agree. I know, I know what you mean. I have a generalized anxiety disorder, so I'm pretty, like, pretty, you know. Yep. I feel familiar, you. familiar with that. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. But it's yeah, exactly. You own it a bit by talking about it, and, yep. and you wouldn't and believe how many people in the room are fucking dealing with the shit too. You know. Yeah, totally. That's what's always pretty surprising. Yeah. And how has a, a rise in your popularity gone with that? Has that played out through your mental health? I mean, it's it's added, it's given me a lot and taken a lot too, you know, as, mm. as, as nothing comes for free. Mm. Certainly my privacy has been sacrificed <laughs> quite a lot, but uh, people are generally pretty lovely and yeah. pretty nice, but someone that is quite anxious can be tough. Sitting in a lot of places, like a lot of restaurants or at the shops, and I know someone's, people approach me a lot and... Mm -hmm. mm. At the moment, I'm not heaps into being touched. I mean, I'm not in general, but, you know. <laughs> Particularly by random strangers, really. <laughs> yeah, but people want to, you know, they're just, you know, they're yeah, just, no just, well, just being nice, must to go arm around you and take yeah, a yeah. selfie and stuff. But it's <laughs> that that can play on the, the anxiety a bit and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bit of good and a bit of bad, I think, mm. that comes with it. But, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't give it up for quit. And it's mm. funny because when you do watch a lot of your videos, you do kind of feel like you know you, even though obviously you don't. So mm. it's kind of understandable that people come up, want to shake your hand or sling their arm around yeah. you. It's like, oh, it's Nat. You know, he's been in my living room or on my computer screen, you know, for That's weeks. It. People yell my name out like, Nat. I'm like, look at I. don't have I met you. <laughs> you know, I've had a few years of partying pretty hard. There's a good chance I may have met you and forgotten. Sorry about that. We were talking, but Danny and I were talking about what is your name? Is it what's Nat sh short for? Nat's short for Nathaniel. Uh huh. Nathaniel. That did I win. come up. That did come I up. I, my first thought might have been Nathan. Something you, I think you said Nathaniel. I thought you yeah. looked like a Nathaniel. I did. Yeah. Classy yeah, I'm, name. I'm just too flat out these days, you know, to say all that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Nat. 
I get it. <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much for your time, Nat. We love your work. We love your videos. We've cooked your meals and your books are fantastic. I love this one particularly, but the pink, it's just so amazing. It's awesome, right? So yeah. before James has got the yellow one, I've got the pink one here and the I, illustrations. I, the, oh. I just love the visuals in this too. Like they're, they're stunning, you know. They're, Gorgeous. It's, um, your designer's done a spectacular job, your designer, illustrator, producer. Yeah. He must um, be stoked with them. Yeah, yeah. Those all mates of mine, all good mates of mine. They're amazing, oh, amazing really? artists. Yeah, yeah. This all... is my favourite where you've got that kind of skeleton face in the that's pink the, book. That's the Terminator. Yeah. That's, that's my favourite one. How <laughs> yeah, good is it? Yeah, amazingly it. talented. I'm very, very lucky to have such talented mates. Mm. Wonder what colour the next one will be, James. Orange. Orange. Orange? Interesting. Orange. Yeah, orange I was going to say safety orange. Yeah, yeah orange, orange is yeah. a good choice. It'll be called Nat's jar sauce. I reckon you'll come up with a jar sauce that you, your own jar sauce. That <laughs> yeah, I'll sell out. I'll just make sure. <laughs> yeah, this is Nat's jar sauce. This we is will we out. will still love you and still buy it. No, oh, good on you. <laughs> That'd be a good screw you. That'd be a funny. Here's my jar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a few people waiting for it to happen, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> now it's been great having you on that. And I've loved your first book. I loved uh, your, the, your your authenticity and honesty in telling your story. I can't wait to get stuck into the second one. I have cooked a few of the first in, out of your first book. Love the carbonara, uh, the um, pasta sauce, using the pasta water in your carbonara. Brilliant. Hadn't done one. that before and it's an absolute win. So thank, if, thanks for that one. Hi, uh -huh. my pleasure. Read Nat's story. You'll love it. You'll laugh. Yeah, cook the recipes. They are great. They're easy. You don't need too many ingredients, which is great. Um, it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you and hear your story and get to know you a little you, bit. You do need yeah. a sharp knife, a massive wooden chopping board, and some yeah. good quality olive oil. And yes. no, yeah, and get rid of the glass one. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a plug to Kiwi knives i use these kiwi brand knives they're seven dollars 95 asian groceries mm -hmm. get the 22 whatever the size 22 is and it yeah you will cut yourself the first few times you use it <laughs> they sharpen really quickly though they're great <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. glad you're just doing all this advertising on know, we've advertised panasonic what the hell? seriously <laughs> podcast is owned by no one come on <laughs> Cheers, Nat. Thanks so much for your time. You Thank absolute you champion. Me. Legend. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Danny V Books Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.